0: Greetings and welcome to Trauma and Social Work Podcast. You are listening to Tanya Octave, licensed clinical social worker. My goal is to provide education, resources, suggested practices, and understand more about the aspects of trauma and social work. This podcast is for you because we are all impacted by trauma. I am your host. Go grab your notepad, pen or pencil, a cup of warm tea, and let's get down to business. Disclaimer, this podcast is not intended for medical, psychological, mental health, or legal advice. You should seek out a professional for individual and specific questions regarding your overall wellness. If you are experiencing a mental health crisis, call 911 or go to the nearest emergency room. Welcome, welcome to episode 13 of the Trauma and Social Work podcast. Today we will look at family maintenance services with child protection. So what is family maintenance? Family maintenance is a protocol that provides time-limited services to children and their parents in their home environment. There are two parts of family maintenance services. At the beginning of a child abuse investigation, the family may be provided the option to participate in a voluntary family maintenance program, often referred to as a VFM. This is time-limited and designed to protect The children when there are concerns of abuse, neglect, exploitation, and child maltreatment. If the social worker determines the children can remain safely in the home and the family is willing to accept these services voluntarily. A second part of family maintenance occurs after the children were removed from the parent's care and supervision. The parents are ordered to complete a variety of services by the court. Once the parents have satisfied the courts and the Child Welfare Department, the children are returned home. During this period, the Child Welfare Agency will continue to provide services and supervision under the Family Maintenance Protocol. In the Revised Executive Summary by the California Department of Social Services for 2020, Family Maintenance Services request the social worker to meet monthly with the family. This is encouraged to be in person. However, with COVID, there are exceptions for video conferencing, and the least recommended form of contact is with telephone, but maybe this is the only option for some families. The California Welfare and Institution Code indicates family maintenance in place to keep a child or children in their home. The services are provided for at least six months and then in a monthly increments. Family maintenance services are provided based on the following. One, children who are dependents of the Child Protective Agency, meaning there's an open court case. Two, the Child Protective Agency, based on their assessment, feels there are potential dangers of abuse, neglect, exploitation, or maltreatment. Family maintenance services are used as a corrective effort to keep the children in their home safely. Three, The children may be under the care of a non-custodial parent. The dependency court may have placed a child with a non-offending parent who did not have physical custody of their children previously. And four, the children and their family can receive family maintenance services until they are 18 years old. So how does a social worker determine if the family is eligible for voluntary family maintenance service case or going to court? or closing this referral of child abuse or neglect. So the social worker would have already started their interviews of the, and addressing the reported concerns of child abuse in the referral. Then the social worker completes a safety and risk assessment. In California, most agencies use a computerized program referred to as the Structured Decision-Making SDM tool. This tool has many sections and is based on research and practical applications. The SDM has criteria for investigating child abuse and neglect, determining response to child abuse investigations and assigning priority, assessing for immediate threat and harm and approximating the potential future of abuse and neglect. During a family assessment, the social worker will explore what the strengths are and use these as a foundation for change. The social worker will identify and address the concerns of child safety and risk. The social worker will help the children cope with recovery efforts and heal from their abuse. Along with the SDM, they also consider some other things. The parents' history of child abuse allegations, criminal history is also considered. The Child Protective Agency will consider this in determining if voluntary services are appropriate for the family. In domestic violence situations, mental incapacity, and parental substance use, the social worker will assess safety concerns. Is the parent able and willing to make immediate changes? Can the parent protect the child from the other parent? Is the parent able, willing, and has resources to address the protective capacities? Each county will have a policy that directs and guides social workers and supervisors to offer voluntary family maintenance. I have found many child protective policies for certain counties online with a simple Google search. The questions social workers will explore to help in this determination. Can the child remain safely in the home with appropriate services? Does the family meet their department's policy for voluntary services? What services should be offered to the family while minimizing the risk? And would the family benefit from six months of child protection supervision? This decision is a collaboration involving the emergency response and continuing services, workers and supervisors. There are also other Collaborations to include the department's attorney, referred to as county counsel, mental health representatives, community-based agencies, and nurses. The family, or parents I should say, must agree to the voluntary services. If they have successfully reunified with their children, the court will order family maintenance services for continued supervision. These services include case management, counseling, psychological testing, parenting in home and in group settings, emergency shelter, home support, respite care, therapeutic day services, substance abuse testing and treatment, transportation and intensive supportive services such as wraparound and family preservation. So what can parents do if the social worker is offering the family a voluntary plan? For parents, you need to understand that a voluntary plan is a way for child protection to assess child safety and risk. The children remain in the home and in your custody. Keep that in mind. Parents should ask many questions to understand the safety and risk concerns from the Child Protective Agency. Now, You may not agree with all of the concerns the department has the concerns still need to be addressed and you need to be willing to address these concerns in a timely fashion. Parents, you can request a family team meeting. I would consider having other family and friends present that is a support to you. A sound social support system reassures the child welfare department that many other adults are looking over and monitoring the welfare of the children. These could include family, friends, neighbors, school professionals, and others who contact who, who and others who contact you and the children. Now, most parents report they are embarrassed in asking others for their help. However, if there is a healthy relationship between you and someone else, you must consider the alternatives. Child protection may offer you an opportunity to do a voluntary program versus going to court. This means the chance to keep your children in your care or to be removed from your care. I say this harshly because this is not a fair system which families should understand. In preparation for the meeting, come prepared. Write down what, your, what you think your family, individual, and child strengths are and how this can help address the child protection concerns. For example, if you were arrested for a drinking while under the influence of drugs or alcohol, as a parent, you will have to demonstrate that you are no longer using drugs or alcohol. Parents can take the initiative and enroll in an outpatient program on their own. You can also get drug and alcohol screenings through various testing sites on your own. Bringing this type of information to a family and team meeting will demonstrate you have strengths. This is seen as a strength and your willingness to take immediate change. Parents and children especially if children are old enough, should write down their questions to help be prepared. Some ideas may include what are the safety concerns, the risk concerns, what can I do as a parent to demonstrate I can protect my child and keep him or her safe? There are usually many different ways to think about child safety. Sometimes parents should consult with an expert to know what specific questions to ask in preparation for these child and family team meetings. Now, during the meeting, the parent needs to be calm and prepared for their own triggers. You may feel attacked, and although this is not the intention, it happens, and it happens frequently. It is a parent and a child's right to ask for a break if things are getting a little emotionally intense. I prepare parents and children for something they can do in the meeting to help manage these anxieties. Parents can inquire if they are not open to the voluntary plan for let's say six months to a year, then what are their other options? In most circumstances, the child protection social workers and supervisors will avoid a response because they must determine if they have enough evidence to file a court hearing. So there's some things that happen behind the scenes, I'll say. If the family refuses the voluntary plan, the child welfare department will have to close the case or file a child abuse claim in court. A parent should know that six months to a year of supervision is intrusive and the social worker can come in your home or places where the children are located to just assess their safety and risk. I would not want to be inconvenienced in this way But if the other option were to have my children removed, I would reconsider. There are different circumstances in which I would prefer court intervention versus a voluntary plan as a parent. Parents should also know and inquire if they can have a court case and still have the children remain in the home. This is an option for some families and I have seen this more with children with child exploitation cases and human trafficking situations. However, parents, you have to be your advocate. And I often say you should be your family's social worker because no one will do a better job of advocating for your family than you will. Parents and families should leave the meeting knowing the best decision for their family was made. Parents should clearly understand what they will have, for, have to do for the next six months. It is essential to keep in mind your voluntary case will be assessed at the end of six months and you may be requested co- to continue participation for additional months. Now, I have no particular beliefs about voluntary family maintenance plans for families. Each family is different and their circumstances and needs are diverse. I want to illustrate the importance of parents and children feeling that they have a voice in the decision. The decision was collaborative and the family was not bullied. Many parents and children have expressed these feelings to me about their family team meeting. What can families do when courts award them six months of family maintenance? So let's say you were under a reunification plan. You completed the court orders and did some, if not all of your services. The court has returned your children to your care and now has ordered family maintenance services. During this period, your services may continue for various reasons. It is also essential that you know what steps need to be made to close your case in the child welfare case plan successfully. This should be documented in the case plan that you agreed to and probably signed Parents should have a clear idea of what needs to be demonstrated this period. Note, this is more than just completing counseling or completing a parenting class. There should be clarity on what the parent and the child needs to do to demonstrate. They no longer need any intervention or prevention services from the child department. I recommend parents who advocate for their children and want to be more proactive, seek out professional experts in the field. You can consult with an attorney for some legal direction. I provide consultation and can help formulate a proactive plan. This usually takes a few hours and there is a fee associated. There are no guarantees, but the consultation will guide you to asking more informed questions and obtaining information. I will lead this by saying, if child protection has safety and risk concerns, minimizing mental health trauma is a priority. One option is to explore keeping the children home in a safe way. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, Please share it with others, like below, and subscribe to my channel. I will end by saying the keys to happiness are following the path towards knowing oneself. Ancient comedic proverb.